And she's like, man, I, I don't even know where that would be. Like nothing was in order. Like how do you have a bookstore with the books not in order? Hey, hey, welcome to Smart AF. I'm your host, Tori Mathis. We have got a great show for you today, so let's get started. Since Sean started Miles Through Time, we decided that we were going to try to go to every car museum in the whole entire world. In the whole world? That'd be cool. Well, I mean, we're kind of starting with the United States (laughs) because that's where we're at. But yeah, I plan on traveling. Let's go. Let's go to all of them. Sure. There's some good ones in Europe. Yeah, so we have hit quite a few on the East Coast, We but there's a lot. And we actually have automotivemuseumguide.com that we created that has every single automotive museum in the United States and... In North America. In North America. I knew Puerto Rico was in there. I just didn't remember how you actually worked that into it. Yeah, there's, uh, there's one in Puerto Rico, and I think there's like eight in Canada. Even Alaska has two. Wow, really? Is there a state that doesn't have any? There's uh, three states. Really? Hawaii doesn't have one. Louisiana. And there's another state, but I can't remember it. I want to go to Cuba. I want to see the cars there. Like after seeing a few of the, uh, what was that? Somebody showed me a bunch of pictures that they went down there. And actually seeing like somebody's pictures, like that looks really neat. So we want to see all the car museums. And something we were talking about the other day, we've, we've gone to a lot of um, motorcycle museums as well. And... I love the Barber Museum. The Barber Museum is a motorcycle museum. It's the largest in the world. Holds the Guinness World Record for the largest motorcycle museum. We've been, I've been to a shit ton of museums, art museums all over the world. Sean and I have been to lots of art museums in the United States. And the Barber Museum was so beautiful. It is just, it is clean lines and a beautiful use of like metal and like just the exhibits. I was really blown away that a a motorcycle museum could be that pretty. Like it was just like the lights and the contrast and and it it really was very, very neat. Um, I enjoyed our trip there. We got a really nice private tour um, and got to see some behind the scenes stuff, which is part of our museum tour thing has been, um, it's been really fun to be able to see these kind of things. Um, and we've been to other ones. And a one that you know comes to mind is Wheels Through Time by Dale. What's Dale's last name? Dale's Wheels Through Time. What is Dale's last name? Why would you ask me that? You don't know Dale's last name. I, can't I don't know it. Dale's last name. Dale, right? It's Dale. <laughs> so Dale's museum is quite a lot different than Barber. Dale has been collecting this for how many years? I I would I would probably say a lifetime, uh, only because his very first car from when he was a kid, motorcycle or something, is on display in there. So his collection, I guess he used to, if I remember correctly, and he's had a show on. Like when we went there, we didn't even know that he had a show. I had no idea who he was. No. So, but you know, we thought you know Sean likes motorcycles. We're driving through, going to Tennessee, and we ended up stopping there. It is like a hodgepodge of just every type of motorcycle. It is gritty. It is a warehouse kind of style that just has the the neatest um, exhibits. It is not Barber. Barber is clean and polished and perfect. Um, it is very corporate. Um, it is very like high-end art gallery. Dale's is not. 
Dale's is, um, it's more passionate. It's more personal. Like I said, it's gritty. It's, what do you, what, how would you describe that? Uh, it's what I strive to be is what Dale's wills through time is for miles through time. It's just, it, there, there's no, like, like Barber comes off as a Smithsonian type of museum. It's, it's what you would go and and see if you were anywhere in Washington, D.C. Like it fits inside of all those types of museums. Uh, Dale's looks like you went into a shop. Like in his personal garage. Like there's little garages set up. There's like a dirt track set up with all these. Yeah, it, it's like the ultimate man cave. Like if you saw man cave pictures that you know, the cliche type stuff right like like you've got to have this sign and this motorcycle and this stuff uh, that's what it is just just everywhere it's so visually stimulating like there's still like you have all the different signs of like what's there but like there's such passion in it i don't know like it's it's well and there's a there's a balance like because i get this at miles through time all the time they're like you know what is museum quality well, in, in Barber, there's definitely a yes. museum quality. They're all perfect. There's nothing that's on display in there that's not perfect. But at Wheels Through Time and Miles Through Time, uh, there's all kinds of vehicles, conditions on display. You've got, I mean, I, I think de- there was an Excalibur in Wheels Through Time. Fantastic looking motorcycle. Um, but then there was also some Indians and, and Harleys that were just rough. I mean, well, they had they were... a really nice military area. And so it was like genuine military. It wasn't all shined up right. and brand new. No, it like looked like it had been through shit. Um, and this whole entire display and you kind of walked through it like you were walking through your grandpa's garage or something. You got to kind of move over around this and... So interesting. But in doing that, too, he's got it where if he's in there, you know, fire him up and ride him around in there if he wanted to. Or some of the other guys that work in there, they can do the same thing, which, again, adds a, a whole nother aspect to it that is more appealing for me than, you know, just look. Because Barber, I mean, ultimately, Bar- Barber is a, is a fantastic museum. It's a motorcycle art museum. I mean, that, that is what it is. They, they took motorcycles and the motorcycles themselves are pieces of art. And then they created pieces of art with the motorcycles, which then made really neat exhibits as well. And it's fantastic. Um, but it, it's at a completely different it's, level than what I'm... I, I wouldn't even I, call it level, though, because there's intent with Dale. And there's intent with um barber and you can't say that dale's collection isn't worth the same that barber's is like he's got so much stuff and so much history and so much story there that i wouldn't even say like that it's a level thing i think it's an intentional branding um personality that is on purpose just like miles through time you're not going to be barber you're not going to be the smithsonian it's more of a a telling a story and capturing a time in history, not shining stuff up but making it as pretty as possible. There's a time and place for that, but that's not the personality you're going for, right. you know? And I think that the fact that there's like so much intention behind Dale's, I, I think is awesome. I, like, I love it. And I'll tell you, I've been to Barber. 
I don't need to go again. I've been to Dale's twice and I would go again because I know I would find something else. Like I didn't see that. Like, I don't know how much has changed. It did change um, the two times that we were there because they had some really nice art exhibits um, out in the, that, that downstairs area. Um, one of the times that were there that they had somebody's art on display, but because it's not so perfect and overly done and by committee, like he can move stuff around just like you can, you know, that's the personality of the museum is you can move it around and, and do what you want with it. However, like, I don't think that always works. Like, <laughs> like the, the being loosey goosey and uh, passionate and stuff like that. Like you, you have to do it right. I think about the bookstores, right? Like I love going to a bookstore and I have made it that my kids love going to a bookstore. And so we do it all the time and uh, we buy books all the time. And I was really excited to go to this small downtown Main Street bookstore. They had kombucha on tap. Um, and I had a couple specific books that I was like, I'll go down there, I'll grab some kombucha, and I'll see if they have these books, and I'll support my local little bookstore. And so I went down there, and uh, it definitely was... Um, I don't want to say homey, like it was like there, it wasn't corporate by the any means. The atmosphere should have been really cool. It really could have, like it could have been very welcoming, very cozy, very, but like there's books all over, books on the floor, books everywhere. The girl kind of yelled to me like, hey, what's up? Um, and I'm like, hey, like I'm getting, came here to get kombucha and I'm looking for this book and this book. And she's like, man, I, I don't even know where that would be. Like nothing was in order. Like how do you have a bookstore with the books not in order? in order and then she made some comments about the girl that runs the place i got kombucha they ran out i got like half a bottle of kombucha but you know i will go to barnes and noble any day of the week i know they are going to have what i want there's that consistency um you know and they do move some stuff around and so that it's not like stale um but man like there was such a missed opportunity with the with the bookstore the little main street bookstore that could have been cool it wasn't. Uh, I mean, they could, they still could have made it, you know, kind of looks like how it looked, but then it had some sort of hidden organization behind <laughs> it, you know, like, okay. ah, that's in stack four. Right. And, and there was none of that. Um, and you know, we've, we've talked about the coffee shops. Like, I love a little town coffee shop. Um, and we used to go to a coffee shop uh, not that long ago that was in a little town that we would go through. And they were always running out of stuff. They would show up late. They would like, I wanted to support them and I wanted to do it, but it was a passion business. And so it, to them, it was like, they didn't have to take it seriously. And I was so bummed yeah, on that. That's always disappointing. Like, I don't want to go to Starbucks, but man, I know they're going to be consistent. I know they're going to be open. I know I'm going to, I know what I'm getting. Um, so I think if you, if you want to do your brand in more of that, like passion business thing, it can't mean that you don't take it seriously because you can be messy and gritty and, but, and, and have that be your intent without not being professional because that's a huge difference. Right. You know what it makes me think of? There was this hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant that we used to go to in North Carolina, the one that had the um, really good avocado salsa. Now this place uh, packed every single lunch. They ended up moving and I don't know if that was the best decision for them. Um, 
but like they were hole in the wall and it seemed like intentionally hole in the wall. Like some of those places stay that way. And I think that that's cool. If that's going to be your brand, then make your brand the hole in the wall, the kind of funky place. You know where else is hole in the wall? Intentionally messy, intentionally small, but it totally works. Golden Boy Pizza. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So there's this place in San Francisco in the Italian district that has the greatest pizza. And I don't even like like a thick crust pizza. We went to Chicago and had pizza. Like, I don't know what it is about this pizza. It's a bread style deep dish. I... It's absolutely fantastic. And you, you buy it by the slice. And you can order it at the window where you can go in and it's, it's like a row of bar seating up against the wall and there's stickers and pictures and all kinds of crap all over the place. It's, it's tiny. It's not fancy. It's not. It's like hole in the wall intentional. It's so good. It's so good. Like, let's go to San Francisco. <laughs> and, and I mean, really, because it's that way, like, it would be almost weird if it was large and... You sat down, like, someone was like, can I take you to your seat? Like, it wouldn't work. No. no I mean, there's, and there's nothing else. I mean, you, you order the pizza and beer or so some sort of other drink, yeah, and, and right like, enough. that's it. There's no salad or cheese sticks or anything else. It's just just straight up pizza. Pizza. But it's it's intentionally stayed that way because I know they're making a shit ton of money. Again, there's always people in there. You got to wait to get in. But intentionally, like that's their brand and that's cool. And just because you can change it doesn't mean you should. Yeah, you got to stick with like. With, with what works for you and, and don't feel like you have to go into some type of box because it's not necessary. But you still have to be consistent and you still have to be professional because that just, man, I really want to support like these small little indie mom and pop. But man, when I go into these places and it's like hot mess, like I don't want to come back. You got to make me want to come back and it bums me out when I don't want to come back. So if you like this episode, hey, why don't you share it with somebody that you know would like it? Or you could subscribe, leave us a review, like the video. We'd appreciate that. And we'll see you on the next episode. Uh If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to besmartal.com.